What's up, everybody? So some of you have seen me do uh, be live like off and on for the last 10, 15 minutes. It's because I've been playing with this software uh, that I've been building out uh, because I'm really, really excited about doing Gratitude Unfiltered again, and we have some enhancements coming. But <laughs> I have to get this software perfected. And one of the cool things about the pieces of software that I'm using is that we literally can go live from Instagram, we can go live from Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, uh, Periscope, I think I said that, uh, the TV network, like all of it. And these graphics are so beautiful, 3D animation, there's so many cool things that are happening with the software. But for three days, I've stared at this computer and I'm trying to perfect it and I have to learn on my own. How many, thank you, Jessica, you're hot too. Hi, Juliana, good to see you. How many of you are one of those people that you learn by tinkering? Like you just have to tinker and then you break stuff and you mess it up and then, but you could do it. Like you just keep trying and trying and trying. Like I'm one of those people because I've been sitting here watching all of these coding videos and trying to learn like the perfect way to do it. And I'm listening to people talk at me and I don't just, I just, I can't comprehend it. And then reading it, and then the pages, the words just all dance all over the place. I literally have to just sit here and get behind a computer and ticker, ticker, And by the way, Victoria, I think you need to go in and reset what you set up on the network. Uh, Victoria has a broadcast tomorrow morning that you guys want to check out. Really, really powerful interview. Uh, you can go to livemonoworldwide.org and watch it live. Or uh, Victoria, plug your page so people can watch it there. I think I messed up the YouTube thing, link, though, because I was tinkering around. So thank God you, with a computer, you can't do too much damage. But um, I think some of you saw me picking my nose because <laughs> I didn't know I was live. I was supposed to have this animation screen up. Uh, it is so cool what's happening with technology. But anyway, the title of this is God is Awesome and Here's Why. I want to share, I'm, going to, I'm actually going to pull this up. I want to read this to you uh, because this is why you share your testimony. This is why you share your testimony no matter how scary it is. Okay, here we go. I thought I would let you know my testimony was being watched inside a drug dealer's house this weekend by a house full of addicts as they did drugs. I got some of them thinking, it planted seeds of hope. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm in tears with God's goodness. I'm not coming on here to brag about me. I'm coming on here to brag about the person that shared their testimony. I'm not going to say her name. Well, I don't know if she cares. I better not, just in case. Uh, really powerful testimony. But you guys, your testimonies has a greater impact than you think. And, and you may share your testimony on a video that happened two years ago, but somebody else is watching it and somebody else sees it. And that impact is enough to be able to change their life. Your story may be the very thing, and I talked about this on the live the other day, but this just drives the point home even more, that 
it may be like some of you are sitting around waiting for your breakthrough, waiting on God to move, waiting on, you know, somebody to come into your life that's going to rescue you and save you and provide you with an opportunity. But I got to tell you, some of your breakthroughs are already inside of you. You know, and I again, I talked about this other day, but some of you just need to open your mouth. This is the first time this girl ever shared her testimony. And two years later, it's still having an impact and it weaved its way into a house full of drugs and the seed has been planted. That's how amazing God is because your very thing that was supposed to destroy you, the very thing that was supposed to wreck your life forever gets to be your victory and it also gets to be the very thing that can save somebody else's life. I've said before your pain and your trauma really has nothing to do with you and I'm not trying to be insensitive at all because some of you are still holding on to the fact that you know a boyfriend or a girlfriend abused you and beat the crap out of you called you bad names your uncle molested you your dad molested you your mom molested you whatever like you you experience trauma and I and I know a lot of you want to hang on to this trauma like it's a big old cuddly fuzzy blanket I just want my I want my trauma blanket. I just want it. I just need this thing. I need to hang on to it. It's not yours. Your trauma is not yours to hang on to. You got to talk about it, not dwell on it, not bathe in it. Release it. Like your secrets, your secrets become like a big, warm, fuzzy blanket. And you just want to hang on to it. And you're like, but here's the thing. The minute, who's calling me? It better not be Jessica. Because she knows I'm live. Anyway, <laughs> but even your, your secrets, like when you hang on to them like that, you don't give God the opportunity to use it. Your secrets are part of your testimony. You can't heal until you release it. Your trauma, your pain, your, your confusion, whatever is going on. And here's the thing. If you're worried that people are going to judge you because of it, guess what? They're judging you anyway. One of the hardest things, and I know a lot of you already know this, but one of the scariest things in my life to ever talk about was, one, getting HIV, and I didn't get HIV from eating Cheerios. Uh, it was so hard. I was, it was so scary to talk about two of the six times that I'd been in jail. The fact is, I couldn't hide from the fact that one of the arrests was getting arrested with a prostitute because, well, uh, you know, that was made national news somehow. But, like, a lot of these secrets that I held on to, worried about what people thought to, about me, ended up being my gift to the world. It ended up being the very thing that elevated my purpose. Hi, Kara. Here's the proof. I got to do an interview in Africa, uh, South Africa to be exact. No, hold on, I'm lying. The UK, but it got broadcast into South Africa. And it was living positively with HIV. No pun intended, because you know, HIV positive. Anyway, I got to share how I'm living my best life even though I have HIV. And a lot of people still don't get it. A lot of people still don't understand that you can become undetectable. The medication's really, really powerful now. You can live this healthy, great 
life. Like, in fact, you're more likely to die from like Alzheimer's or <laughs> some like a car crash or cancer than you are HIV. Like, HIV is not killing anybody. In fact, to be honest with you, it's probably worse to have herpes than it is HIV right now. That's just the truth. But you know, a lot of people don't understand that, but especially in countries like Africa. I, because I shared my testimony and I got comfortable with the fact that I can say HIV while basically it, it doesn't, I'm not a victim to it. It doesn't hold me down. It doesn't hold me back. I'm free from it. I released it a long time ago and it's been amazing to watch God use it. Here's why. I share my testimony on this show that goes to Africa. A woman in Nigeria watches that interview. That woman is now providing me with an opportunity to be able to go make my dream come true with Voices for the Voiceless, the youth program that Live Modern Ministries, Jessica and I, created to be able to teach the youth all things media, the marketing, the branding, the broadcasting, how to get your music out there, how to get your, your if you, you want to create a TV show or a radio show, or you want to invent a product and how to get it out and distribute it around the world. This program, like, I now get to speak in front of thousands of kids in Africa. Even if a couple hundred show up. Like, there's thousands of kids in this program. And now I get to speak and share my testimony, but also share about the program. And now it's lined up for me to get to go to Africa to, to teach, to do what I was called to do. And my testimony is what got me there. And I'm not bragging. It's not, this is not about bragging. This is not about showing off. It's showing up God. This is what God does. When you share your testimony, you give God an opportunity to use it for something way bigger than you can imagine. The very thing, I'm stealing this from Graham Cook, the very thing that the devil set out to kill you with, when you share your testimony and you start the, the process of healing, that gets to be your revenge on the enemy. God gets to use it to fuel and elevate your purpose. Because you're not a prisoner to your secrets. You're not a prisoner to your testimony. And that is the victory of sharing your testimony. And again, I want to go back to the statement. Like, a girl came on my show, and she's a friend of mine. When I was at Word of God Church in Oklahoma, she shared this crazy, insane testimony. Insane. Like, I think my testimony's crazy. Hers is nuts. People are doing drugs and watching it. And guess what? The seed has been planted. God is starting to work. They didn't understand that Jesus was really like that. Like, how many Christians... How many Christians like, are withholding parts of their testimony? How many Christians are held back and they're not living the life that they're supposed to live and they're stuck in miserable jobs and all of that? Why? Because they're hanging on to something that God wants to use. Dadgummit, I think I knew new comment. I mean, new, uh, new content because I feel like I'm repeating this over and over, but I don't think people are getting it. Here's another thing, too. And again, I'm not even talking to non-believers here. But I, here's, here's a message for non-believers. God has a plan for your life. He has a purpose for your life. All of that pain, all of that anger, all of that resentment. God is 
has got something to do with it. He wants to use it, but he can't use it until you give it to him. But there's even believers that are hanging on to stuff they don't need to hang on to. It's 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 freedom. It's freedom, and you cannot heal. You cannot be complete. You cannot be all that God... You can't receive all that God has for you until you release those secrets, until you surrender it to Him. And, and you can't... And, and, and the reason why that works that way is that you can't... Unless if you heal all of the wounds of your past, you will never receive all that God has for you. So that means your anger, that means your resentment, that means your bitterness, that means your lies, that means your secrets, that means your cheating, that means your double life. Guess what? And none of it matters. Because once you surrender it to God, and yeah, maybe there's going to be consequences for it. And a lot of people, frankly, are really, really worried about consequences. Guess what? They're really, in the end, not that bad. They suck. They hurt to get through. They do. But it's not going to kill you. It's not going to kill you. I lost the right to see my twins. I still can't see them. Like, I can't. Like, I can't change the fact that I went to jail six times. I can't change the fact that I have a rap sheet longer than 90% of the population. I can't change it. Like, I can look at all of that, the mess I've made out of my life, three divorces, losing my twins, like, oh, oh, the, the, all of that stuff. I could look at all of it. I could look at the HIV. I could look at the, the sexual confusion and the pain that I caused, hating myself, not knowing who I was sexually for so long. But guess what? God restored my life, and I learned to love myself, and I learned to just go, you know what? God loves me no matter what. And once I really, really accepted that God loves me for who I am, the healing began. Because little by little, I started making more loving decisions for myself. And the more loving decisions I made for myself, in other words, okay, maybe I shouldn't abuse that drug. Maybe I shouldn't abuse that alcohol. Maybe I should not go abuse myself sexually. Maybe I should not sleep with that person. Maybe I should put that donut away. That's still a weakness, by the way, the food thing. The point is this. When I learned the, to start loving myself, it didn't happen overnight, but when I learned, I started making more loving decisions, then I started healing. And as I started healing, God started restoring. God started to understand that I was going to be a good steward. I started reversing my triggers. And believe me, I had a lot of triggers. It didn't take much for me to haul off and go off and go, you know what, screw you, and sabotage a relationship and go out and do meth for four days and sleep with 20 people. It didn't, it, like, it, that was my life. But God took me from that wreck and that mess, that disgusting mess, he took me from that to now God restoring my life little by little by little, and I have love in my life because I love myself. And you cannot love yourself when you're living a lie. That is just straight up real. This is why your testimony, not 98% of it, not 12% of it, not 50% of it, 100% of your testimony matters. And here's another thing. If you notice and you start looking around, the people that are really, really starting to soar right now and are happy are kingdom people. Kingdom people are not worried about what's going on around them. They're not getting caught up in the election because, frankly, the election does not affect kingdom people. The election, your, the, the COVID, none of it affects 
why God created you, your purpose, why you were designed, it's there. And all of this time in isolation so many of you had was your moment to create and prepare because the groundwork is being laid out for kingdom people to be living the basically their, their best life. Not just now, but in the future when the world's going to hell in a handbasket when there's confusion and there's loss and there's suffering and there's anger, when the truth about what's really been going on in the world since basically Jesus was killed, when that truth comes out, and it's coming quick, folks, it's coming. The truth is going to be so painful for so many people to accept, it's going to be sickening. Guess who is supposed to be there for them? It's the kingdom people. It's the people that love Jesus. Because you know what? It's really, 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 really easy to say the world needs Jesus right now. You don't even know the half of it yet. What's coming out, what is about to happen in the world is going to cause so much pain and so much agony and so much confusion and anger and resentment. There's going to be riots. There's going to be fires. It's going to be hell on earth. This is the time for kingdom people. There's going to be people that need healing and love and they need you being who God created you to be. The world needs who God created you to be. They need you to be who God created you to be. Not 98% of it, not 50% of it. And if you know you're not being who you were created to be, start looking at yourself. Start taking that moral inventory. I, am I keeping secrets? Am I, am I angry at somebody? Am I holding resentments? Am I bitter? Am I not taking that bold step in faith that I'm called to take? Because every single one of you, or you, you want to see God work in your life? Take a step in faith. You know the step I'm talking about too. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know it. You know what you were called to do. You know that little calling, that little pull inside your chest that's pulling you, and, you're, and you keep saying, no, I'm scared, I don't have the money, I don't have this, I don't have that. It's all bullcrap excuses and lies from the devil. You have it inside of you. You have it inside of you. And, and if anything, you don't know how to do anything else, start with opening your mouth and sharing what God has done in your life and watch God work. The minute you open your mouth to truth, the world becomes this giant magnet for you. The very, very people that need you are going to come out of the woodwork for you and it starts with your dadgum testimony and there's too many of you Christians that are hiding behind Saturday night service, Sunday service, and that pop rock bullcrap. Like, listen, you're not getting real. You got raise your hand salvation and like that's good enough. You're not spending time with the Lord. You're not in the Bible. You're not, you're not feeding your spirit. You're not being what you called to be. You think that getting into heaven's good enough. Okay, if you want to sit on the sidelines and watch hell on earth take place, go for it. I don't care who I make angry right now because the fact is there's too many people that call themselves Christians or say, I believe in God. The Satan believes in God. What the heck is wrong with you? You... God is your creator. You're going to go to those Tony Robbins wannabes or those Tony Robbins and you're going to pay for all those courses and you're going to do this and that. But why aren't you going to the source? Why do you need anyone else's opinion except the person that created you? 
The answers are inside of you. The answers are inside of you. I've been going to therapy because I'm learning all of these new, like trying to learn all these new things, how to, how to like really truly live and soar with multiple personalities. And, you know, because I want to learn, I want to understand it. Like now that I'm really starting to identify this, how do I make it work? So I started seeing a therapist. And then and he says to me yesterday, well, we need to come up with a long-term plan. I'm like, for what? Like, I don't want to come back here to do what? To hear me talk? I got gratitude unfiltered. That's what it's for. I'm just going live. I'll talk about anything. Like, that's therapy. I'm so used to just being honest about what's going on in my life. Guess what? I don't need a therapy. I don't. Because what is a therapist going to do? They can't give you advice. And the fact is this. How many people actually give you advice you follow? Or even if you follow it, you're going to go seek somebody else out, and you're going to get their opinion and take their course and do all of this, but... How much of it is leading you to the person that created you? Because the person that confirms the truth, what's real, is the person that created you. And the spirit inside of you is what gives you the answers. Christians, believers, kingdom people, whatever you call yourself, followers of Christ. It's time to get off the sidelines, man. Like, honestly, people need you. And you might as well start today getting comfortable sharing your testimony because it gets a lot easier. It gets a lot more comfortable. Even if you're not a believer and you're on a journey and you're on a journey of, of trying to improve your life and just trying to be like you know there's something better for you. I'm telling you, you want to unlock the heavens? Start sharing your testimony and what God has done in your life. It, hiding is not helping anyone. Like, there's so many of you right now that are hurting for opportunity. You're wanting somebody to just hand it to you. I'm telling you right now, I'm not a prophet. I'm not, I, I'm not those things. But I'm telling you right now, I know for a fact that if you just open your mouth and share what God has done for you, it changes everything. I, the very first time, even when it was like half of the truth, that I shared what was going on with me, the universe started to move. People started to come in my life. Now here's the thing, because I wasn't telling the whole truth, it wasn't the right people. It wasn't until I shared the whole testimony that not only did it bring me the right people, but I began to heal and become who God created me to be. And I'm calling you Christians out. I'm I, it, the world is going to need you. They need you now. They need your authentic self. And I don't care if you're a preacher. I don't care if you're a prophet. And, 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 and you, you have, if, you're, if you're not sharing your personal struggles and the things that you're going, you're not going to reach the people that need it the most. 
trying to act like you're some mighty prophet with 98.6% accuracy or acting like you, you know, you want to be the, the biggest church leader in all the world and you're going to hide behind all of your Facebook friends and hide behind that camera and you're going to sit there and preach the word of God and that's great. But if you can't get real about your personal struggles, no one is going to relate to you. No one's going to be drawn to you. No one is going to actually sit there and go, oh my gosh, he understands. And sometimes people just need to know that they understand. Sometimes, or sometimes people just need to know that you understand what it's like. Because how many people sit back in the pulpit and they're just like, yeah, good message. All right. Woohoo. I'm pumped up. That doesn't invite you in. Why we started Live Mana Ministries was to create a community that's not been, like, again, it, it's about the fellowship. It's about being able to have all of the resources there for them. It, and I'm not going to go into all of that now. But the whole point is to create a space where people that are that have strung out on drugs, that have secret addictions, with believers who who honestly are hiding in their shame. It's people that, that have, you know, that have prostituted themselves and they're drug addicts and they're abusers and abused and they have HIV or maybe they're sexually confused and they don't understand. They love Jesus, but you know what? They start looking at people of the same sex and they go, ah, I'm still attracted to that and they don't understand it, but they don't feel welcome in the church. And then they see you outside marching against LGBT and they see you marching outside of abortion clinics and they see judgment and they see anger and they see rage. Guess what? That is not in inviting them to know Jesus. The fact is, I know multiple preachers that weren't me, and I'm not a preacher, I'm just somebody that loves Jesus and loves talking about him, but the fact is this, I would battled my sexuality for years. It took learning that I love myself to realize that actually I don't want that at all. <laughs> I don't want any of those things that I thought that I wanted, that I told myself I wanted, that I went out and abused drugs for four days and convinced myself in a drunken stupor or a drugged out stupor that I needed to do all of these dirty, nasty things to be happy. And, and, and like, and, and be like, ugh. no, none of it was true. But the fact is this, if somebody would have came at me with judgment and somebody would have said, you're going to hell. I'm like, no, I love Jesus. I worship Jesus. Uh, look, some of you have some things to work through in your brain. Some of you have some healing to do to realize you're not really what you think you are. There's some of you that, that it, it's a journey, it's a walk, and it's not for other people to judge. That's why it, it's, it's, a, it's a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what they call it. And you go on your own, I call it a hero's journey. But you go on that, and it's your own healing journey. And you know what? It takes some people longer than others. It took me four and a half years of walking with the Lord to realize that I wasn't bisexual. Like, no one was going to convince me of it. I wrestled myself about it. I'm like, and I and I really, really flirted hard with going back to the lifestyle of doing drugs and having sex with anything that walked. I really did. And that was somebody that loved Jesus. But Jesus, you got to let Jesus work on you. But when you got outside people judging you and you got outside people telling you that you're this and that and you need to do it this way, guess what? You're not going to really open up to Jesus. The Holy Spirit's there to convict. 
But I'm telling you, the more you share your testimony, the more you share your truth, and you open up, you allow God to start to work and move in your life. And the world needs you now. The world needs your testimony. The world needs what God is doing in your life. And guess what? You don't have to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's a journey. It's your own journey. But you sharing that journey, odds are there's somebody exactly where you are at that needs to hear it. Because they're like, I'm really struggling with this too. You know what? I really struggle to this day with rage. Because there's a lot of times that I just want to like rip someone's throat out. And I love Jesus. Like, I'm a man of love, and I love peace. But there's times, like some of these phone calls and comments I get from people, I want to reach to the phone and, like, rip out their Adam's apple. And if they're a woman, I want to that Adam's apple I ripped out, I want to shove it right up their butt. Because you know what? Yeah, they probably deserve it. But that's not the love of Jesus. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I'm working on myself. I'm trying my best. But guess what? I know for a fact I'm not the only believer who feels that way. And uh, Resero says the world needs to get rid of labels. Yeah, guess what? You're dadgum right. Because you are who God says you are. And you know who you are? Start with your name. You're not mentally ill. You're not gay. You're not bisexual. You're your name. And like the minute you accept the fact that God loves you the way you are, you can start healing. God will change your life. He'll change your heart. And the things that you thought you needed and thought you wanted before will slowly go away. But the world needs your testimony. The whole point of all of this is the world needs your testimony right now. Right now. Quit hiding. Quit giving 70% of it the cool stuff. Quit giving the cool stuff. Give the world your pain. Like, share it, get rid of it, and watch what God does in your life. I didn't mean to go on this rant. I'm fired up. Let's see what comments say today. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> Hi, Marty. Good to see you, man. Um, wow, lots of comments. Listen, I'm... Um, this all started with me, like, coming on here to talk about this technology that I'm working on. And it was completely making an idiot of myself because it wouldn't work right yet. <laughs> but then I get this amazing message from somebody that, who shared her testimony on Gratitude Unfiltered. And in a drug den, they were watching it. Amazing. Your testimony is way more powerful than you think. And you think, oh, little old me. Here's the thing. Even if your testimony, if you grew up, leave it to Beaver... And you know, and like your biggest sin was like staring at boobs too long. Or whatever, like, oh man, that dude looks good in jeans. Like that's the, your greatest sin. Guess what? The world still needs your testimony. And the world needs you to be compassionate for the misfits, crazy people like me. Because there is nothing more infuriating than walking into a church and the whole reason why Jessica and I started Live Mana Ministries is because there are so many people that go into church that feel out of place and they feel like they don't belong and they leave with that feeling. They leave with that feeling that these people don't love me so God's not going to love me either. And they, and they give up and they say they, they'll never turn their life around. 
Jesus hung out with prostitutes and gangsters. So why is the majority of the church not welcoming them in? Do you know that those killers and those prostitutes and those people that battle their sexuality, that the, the abusers and the abused and, and the mentally ill, did you know that God, once God gets a hold of them, that they become God's superheroes? The greater your pain, the greater your purpose. The more evils you've done in this world, the more beauty <laughs> and, 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 and amazing things that God gets to do through you because all of that evil and all of that destruction and all of that hell that you cause for other people gets to be flipped and turned into you being the brightest freaking light on the planet. God needs you. God needs your testimony. It doesn't matter how bad, how crazy. It, it's all the same. God needs you. And look, I'm telling you, I'm going to say this again, and then I'm going to shut up because I know how people on Facebook get on and off, and not everyone's going to hear it, but I want to emphasize this point again. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> The world is, the world's hurting, and it's going to be hurting a lot worse soon. Everything that has been hidden is coming to light. So that means, yes, your secrets. It's exclusive. It's not exclusive to anybody. You know, what's happening in the world, like, you know, the human trafficking, the the, the fraud, the the... <laughs> just the evil that's happened in the world, it's all being, it's all going to be exposed. It's all being exposed. It's in the process now. But that's, that revelation is not exclusive to that. Your secrets are also going to be exposed. So wouldn't it be better for you just to take the step in faith and allow God to use it? You expose yourself you share your pain. You share what's been hurting you and what you've been keeping in the dark so that when you remove it from the dark and allow the light to hit it, you can allow Jesus to work on it and use it for good. But you see, when you allow the enemy to expose it, then they get to twist it, manipulate it, and weaponize it to cause even more destruction. Do you feel me? That's when you set yourself up for having the opportunity to be blackmailed or hurt. And again, secrets can be weaponized. But when you share your secrets, when you share your hidden pain, you give God the opportunity to use it for something good. Are there consequences? Yes, there are consequences. But the sooner you confess, the sooner you repent, the better it is for you and also for the world because the world needs it. There are so many pastors out there with hidden shame, hidden secrets, hidden hidden things that they haven't been able to, to, to break through yet. They haven't gotten the deliverance from it yet. And you know, they hide behind that. 
and they sit behind the pulpit like they're high and mighty and it's and it's and I get it I get it it'd be a hard thing not to have an ego trip with that it really would but how much more empowering is it to have somebody that confesses their struggle that to me is a leader that to me is a leader and frankly it's a lot more welcoming and inviting and that's what the church needs to be 